0: Hi again everybody. Uh, this is the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. I'm Jamie Allison and uh, this is the, the destination podcast for high performers or people who want to listen to um, people who are high performing in their areas right now and get some tips and tricks and things that they can do um, to be able to move themselves forward. Um, we talk to people from uh, different niches, different groups and and uh, and different backgrounds and, and today's guest is is um, very similar to that. We've got uh, uh, somebody who is really excelling uh, and selling at a very young age. So we are going to talk to her, but I I do, um, um, you know, want to do um, something we've done on the last few podcasts is just make sure that uh, we thank everybody who is out there. Well, we're kind of inside doing all these in a different way because we're trying to figure out how to do things remotely and and uh, um, do what is right for for people right now to stay home. Um, there are lots of people that aren't doing that that are out there working in healthcare or working in uh, the grocery stores to keep things moving or truck drivers that are keeping things flowing around our country. So, um, just wanted to kind of thank them and, and hopefully some of them are listening. While they're uh, going through all that stuff, and uh, and just know that um, you know we appreciate everything they're doing as well. Um, so today uh, we are really lucky to talk to Victoria Bach, and um, she has a really impressive list of accomplishments already. Um, really young age to be able to have done everything that she's done. Um, she uh, was uh, the Canadian Women's Hockey League Rookie of the Year, um, and uh, um, behind only, I think, and I'll maybe ask her that, but behind Marie-Philippe Pelin as uh, kind of leading in goals in the league that year. Um, and uh, and she led a really talented kind of Markham Thunder team uh, in both goals and points. Um, she is Boston University's all-time points leader in the NCAA uh, um, team that she, she played with there. She's won gold with Canada's under-18s, um, has played in the Four Nations Cup. And uh, Team Canada, she actually was just announced on the uh, roster that, uh, um, that would have been at the Worlds and, and really kind of right at, the, at this time, um, that was going to be happening. And because of everything else that's happening uh, around the world, that was cancelled. But um, uh, maybe, uh, first of all, thanks for being on the show, Victoria. The other side would be, um, is that, uh, you know, congratulations for that. Is it a bit of a um, bittersweet thing to, to be able to, to find that out, I guess, that you were on the roster for sure?
1: yeah thanks so much for having me. Um, yeah, obviously, I got the phone call one day I was at home, and uh, it was late in the afternoon and um you know the coaching staff called me and uh, informed me that I made my first world's team, so yeah. I was super pumped and super excited. I know last year I got the shot to you know play on the national team. I got actually called up for the Four nations Cup when someone was one of the girls got injured. Yeah. um so I got called to the camp and then ended up going to the Four nations Cup so Um, I think I only really got to play in one game, but I was there and, uh, you know, I got to cheer on the team and help out the team as much as I can and, you know, just really learn from all the other girls. So um, I think, you know, after that year, I made sure that I uh, worked on the things I needed to work on. And so when I got the call this year, I was super excited. And um, obviously, you know, a couple days later, we got some news that um, wasn't so exciting, but I think it would have been super, super awesome to play in front of all of our fans on home soil. I was really looking forward to that to, for it being in Halifax. Uh, but you know, at the same time, I can't imagine what other athletes are going through, you know, those athletes that were going to compete in the summer Olympics. Um, I just know, I know how I felt, so I couldn't, couldn't imagine how they feel. You know, you work your whole life for something and, um, but obviously, you know, health and safety comes first. So, um, just gonna, we're all just gonna keep working hard and keep working hard together. And, um, like I said, next year, it's going to be in Halifax again. So, Uh, Fingers crossed everything goes well.
0: Yeah, well, and and so that being the first part. I mean, we talked before, kind of, we started here um, about uh, everybody kind of being at home right now, and um, so you know, even if you're not doing kind of what you're uh, you're expected to be doing right now, um, you've got, uh, I would assume, that goal of hopefully going to the Olympics um, in in the next little while. So, uh, how do you kind of uh, in the environment that you're in right now keep keep that kind of pace that that you'd be doing to make sure that your training stays where it needs to be and uh, and even just kind of your your kind of mental space around that as well
1: yeah I think it's a unique time but also a time for all of us to to grow as athletes I think for me growing up you know how I kind of got to where I am was you know playing outside playing street hockey and my dad would build me ranks in my backyard and um, really just playing around. So I think, you know, kind of reminds me back of my childhood almost now during this time, yeah. you know, getting out there, making sure, you know, you're keeping up with your skills, whether that's stick handling with the ball or, um, you know, like I said, I was talking to you earlier, right? We actually built a little gym outside, mm-hmm. so that's good. I can keep up my trainer uh, actually gave me a big program to follow. So um, yeah. that's been awesome. Canada has provided us with a lot of programming and um, so definitely keeping in shape that way. And, Um, we've had some nice weather here. So, you know, getting out for walks and runs and, um, all of that. So I definitely think that, um, with the circumstances that we're given, um, we can still, uh, you know, work out and we can still train and, um, you know, with hopes that we can get on back on the ice soon. Yeah, definitely missing, definitely missing the ice right now.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it must feel completely different because uh, like, how long do you normally go without being on the ice In, in considering you're probably a almost year round athlete that way.
1: Yeah. Well, I was actually met, talking about this with my friends the other day. I said, this is the longest I've probably really? kind of been away. Yeah. Cause it's been almost three and a half weeks now. Yeah. Almost a good month. So um, yeah, it's been, you know, it's been a nice break. Obviously I really missed the ice and getting back on the ice, but um, yeah, it's just, it is it what feels it feels like it's been, it is what it is. There's nothing <laughs> we can do about it. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, well, very cool. Yeah. And, and so When when you were talking about what it was like when you were young, um, you know, how um, did you did you always know hockey was the thing for you or because I was I was I've talked with other athletes and they've talked about they've, you know, had, um, you know, four or five different things that they they knew they were pretty good at and, and they just kind of figured out which one was the one for them as they went along. Did you always know or did you kind of find that out later?
1: I actually, I actually have like kind of like unique story because I was, yeah. I used to, I was playing soccer growing up. I like love soccer and yeah. um, I didn't start playing until I was around seven or eight years old. So, yeah. which is funny because my dad was a hockey player, came from like a hockey background. And um, I remember I was, I think it was like 2002, I was watching the Olympics on TV and um, you know, I turned to my mom, my dad, I was like, I want to be just like them. I want to be like those girls. I want to play hockey. Yeah, yeah. And my dad turns to me and he kind of looks at my mom. He's like, no, no, like Victoria, like hockey's a boy sport. Like, I was like, no, I want to play hockey. So yeah. it was some convincing. I remember like the week later we went out, we got some equipment, we got skates. And um, I started playing hockey from there. And um, I remember my, my first time I was ever on the ice, I went to tryouts and um, for hockey, I was in skating lessons for a while. And I remember I was like the worst one on the ice. and um, That's where I turned to my dad and I was like, okay, like I want to start learning how to play hockey. So he'd build rinks for me in the backyard and, um, you know, we'd be out there all all day long skating and every day after school I'd be out there. And um, I think that's kind of when I began to realize that, you know, I wanted to play hockey and I wanted to see where, where it would go and what would happen with hockey. And um, I remember still to this day making, uh, I got, I got a call to, go up and play junior when i was in bantam and yeah. i think for me when i was playing bantam that was kind of like my awakening like oh maybe maybe hockey will you know come up something for me and um, i remember getting my first letter in in the mail for an ncaa school and i was like whoa And yeah. never thought like that would happen with hockey and um yeah that was kind of when i i began to realize that uh hockey might you know create a future for me so
0: yeah yeah well and and the other thing that I I, I know, um, you, know I, you know that I talked to Natalie Spooner recently, and um, she talked about um, you know her her size at certain times because when she was younger um, she was the younger age group, so she was smaller. And she said, but now you know it's a little different because mm-hmm. I am one of the bigger you know um, women on the team. Um, I would hazard a guess that you're probably not one of the bigger women on the team right now. And, and do you think that that, um, cause she talked about being smaller early on actually helped her because she was, she had to do different things differently. And now that she's, she is kind of, you know um, one of the ones that, that isn't quite as small it's it's helped her now. How is, has that worked for you against you? What's, what's that like?
1: Yeah, I think every team I've been on, I've probably been one of the smallest on the team. Yeah. I would say, you know, if not the smallest down at the bottom of the list. For yeah, height. But, yeah. Um, yeah I think for me, that's always that's always kind of been a challenge, you know, some adversity I've had to face, you know, being a smaller, smaller player, it's a lot harder to get noticed at first. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I definitely think a lot of people doubt you because of your size growing up. And um, for me, I, I had to use that as motivation to make sure that I got in the gym, and I was working out. And, you know, I was able to do the same things that, you know, taller people and, you know, bigger people that can do. So, um, you know, I think for me, I kind of began to, you know, really focus on getting in the gym, um, even things like nutrition, eating the proper foods. um, When I was starting to play junior, and, you know, I think ever since I was in Bantam, people always told me, you know, you're too small, like, you're never gonna make it anywhere. And um, you know as you can see now in the NHL and when um, you watch you know professional hockey games there's a lot of players that are smaller and yeah. um, you know are really successful so I think uh, the game's definitely changing and a lot you see a lot of smaller players which is amazing and so I think for me just really using that ever since I was a little kid of people saying you know doubting me because of my size just kind of using that as motivation to make sure that I can you know stay in the top shape and that I come in on the ice and you know obviously don't get pushed around and I yep. um, use scales like speed to, you know, make up for my small size so. Yeah, yeah. And
0: and when you were um uh, you know, when you made the leap from uh, it, it, you finishing up at Boston and you went into the CWHL. Um, so how did you find the transition there? Because I, I mean, one of, one thing that might be different is some of the people you're playing against, who you would have seen before, because you do get, you know, the big names were in CWHL at the time. Um, how was that transition? And, and because it was moving from NCAA, was it As much of a transition or was it was it relatively easy for you from a competitive standpoint?
1: I think definitely once I got drafted uh, by the Markham Thunder I began to realize that that summer was going to be a huge summer for me just looking at all the talent and the pool players that you know were in the CWHL last season and um, you know half of the girls that I played against were you know role models to me people I looked up to people who have played in the Olympics and Um, I think so I was super excited about that to be able to you know play and compete alongside some of my idols and um, I think for me just going into the season um, like I said I just kind of went in with an open open mind and knowing that I worked hard all summer and um, you know I had a great team last year or two years ago now with the Markham Thunder like the girls were amazing and um, they really helped me and guided me we had some great leaders and Um, overall I just think that being able to play against you know the best of the best every day um, really helped me just with my game and um, even learning from all the best too getting to watch them play and um, little things like that I thought you know was awesome. Uh,
0: How is that for you when uh, I've I went to a Markham Thunder game a couple of years ago, and uh, and I know that um, when you came out afterwards, there were a lot of young girls that wanted their pictures taken with you, wanted uh, you know your autograph, all that kind of stuff. Um, how does that feel? Because I mean, you're still you're still very young. Um, how does that feel that you know some of those girls are are not you know that far behind you? If you think of number of years, how how cool is that that they're looking up to you as being kind of one of those role models?
1: I think it's it's amazing like it's so inspiring for us and um, you know the reason I play hockey is you know because I love the game and I see these young girls coming up and they want to be just like us and I remember being exactly in their shoes I would go to the uh, Oakville ice games what it was called back then Um, it was in the PWHL and I remember going to the games and I'd be by the glass you know asking for a puck and I had all my you know players that I'd watch and you know that's how I you know would basically I'd go to every game and I wouldn't miss a game. Um, so for, you know, to see, go out on the ice and to see young girls, um, you know, who are looking up to us, I just think it's amazing and incredible. And, um, you know, with everything that's going on right now, I hope that, you know, we can inspire them and, um, want them to play hockey and, you know, be just like us and, you know, inspire to play professional hockey one day.
0: Now you were doing the, um, a, a bunch of the dream gap, um, sessions, I guess, before all of this happened and and before you were kind of heavy into the the training with Team Canada. Um, What was that experience like for you? And, um, you know, do you see, do you see that hopefully continuing i mean i know that's the one thing is is a lot of people are worried that okay th- you had a lot of traction at the time and then things like this happen and it's you know uh, do you think that will flow through or what kind of things do you think have to happen to make sure it kind of continues cuz cuz you guys were really on a roll with being able to get lots of um lots of connection with nhl teams and lots of connection mm-hmm. with being able to to kind of promote the women's game
1: yeah i think you know after the year we had this year i thought it was incredible um, you know every single event and showcase that we had was successful and um, I you know my turning point for me was we were at one of the Toronto showcases and we went out on the ice and the entire stands was filled with just girls with signs yeah. and um, I just I thought that was incredible so um, you know the entire year we just inspired so many you know young girls and um, with what we did I thought you know we did incredible and um, yeah. you know hoping we can keep keep doing what we're doing and keep moving forward. And Um, do what we did, but even better next year, so.
0: Yeah, I I think that's the one thing a lot of people don't understand sometimes is the the passion behind the game for the women is really really important because um you know even the cwhl is a good example is that um you know most of the people there were they had other jobs or other things they were doing and it was purely about kind of wanting to play the game it's it's it wasn't like um you were getting big lucrative contracts doing that and and Mm -hmm. you know hopefully you get a little closer to having that ability to do that for those girls following you so um, what has been the biggest, um, what's been the, uh, you've got, had a lot of moments, I guess, already in, in hockey. What has been the one that stands out as being probably the, the one that, um, has impacted you the most so far?
1: Oh, um, that's a good, that's a good question. Um, I feel like, you know, throughout my career, just, I feel like, you know, the first time I got to put on the Maple Leaf Jersey was. Probably one of my favorite, you know, memories, and just you see all the hard work, you know, the sacrifice that you put in, and um, not only you but like your family as well. And, you know, I see, you know, everything that my little brother's been through, um, you know, to help me succeed, and um, yeah. same with my mom, all the driving that she would do for me, and my dad, and um, I think for me to, you know, get to put on that jersey and um, finally get to, you know, achieve my goal when I was at under eighteen, I th- thought that was incredible, and um, also, I still remember, you know, my first time I played Division One hockey. I think, you know, putting on that Boston jersey was pretty awesome because it's quite the process to to get to, you know, play Division One hockey. And yeah. you know, uh, I think, you know, besides hockey, you gotta focus on school as well to get there. So. Um, I think it's a lot of hard work and, you know, to be able to go down to Boston and play hockey is like a huge honor. And um, I just think about, you know, how you, you get treated like a professional when you're down there and yeah. um, all the memories I made there, you know, will last a lifetime.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's the difference too. When it, when it is NCAA, you do get that kind of treatment that's a little bit different as well. Right. So
1: mm-hmm. um, I, yeah.
0: go ahead. No. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, just thinking back to my, you know, NCAA career, it's, it was pretty awesome. Like, you know, everywhere you go on campus, you know, all of our student athletes knew each other. It was a tight knit community. And, um, you know, we had, we'd all go support each other in different sport teams and um, it was pretty awesome. And that was just like an incredible experience to get to go, go to the States and play hockey.
0: Yeah. Now, how about, um, on the other side of things from a disappointment standpoint, is there something that you'd say that, um, you know, you've really had to work through that maybe was, was really hard not to get or to, you know, or, or something from a disappointment standpoint?
1: Um, disappointment, I would say, um, for me, just, you know, growing up playing hockey, having some success when I was playing junior hockey, I think. Um, I didn't get, I didn't really get a shot to, you know, play for Team Canada until I was in my last year in grade 12. So I thought that was something that, you know, I worked really hard towards. And then obviously after graduation, you know, my huge goal that I had was to make the national team. So um, I think for me, it was just making sure that I kept working hard. And um, finally this year, I got the shot. So I think that was just something that I've had to deal with. Like I said, over time, people, have, you know, kind of doubted me because of size and yeah. uh, things like that. And, um, obviously, you know, there's little things that come along the way, you know, little injuries, stuff like that, that you got to really push through and adversity. So, um, yeah, I think those are kind of the big ones.
0: So you talked about you kind of, you're a, you're a goal setter by the sounds of it. So, um, with you, is that a, like, do you, are you one of those people that writes them all down? Do you, do you do that with coaches? Do you do kind of, what kind of process do you go through to figure out, you know, what's next for you?
1: Yeah, I think at the beginning of every year, I kind of have, you know, some goals that I'll write down, you know, I talk with them with my parents and family and yep. um, yeah, at the beginning of every year, I like to set a couple goals that, you know, um, I can say at the end of the year, I achieved
0: cool and and do you um uh, do you have maybe that's just something from an a, a, you know uh, the standpoint of working with say a team canada or something like that do your um do your coaches do they have a lot of involvement when you're not kind of right there right now or how does how does that work like w- with your nutrition and all of that is that stuff that you do yourself or is there a pretty heavy plan when when you set that up
1: yeah uh there's they're always willing to reach out and at any time we can contact them. They've been in contact with us during this uh, break that we've had right now. So um, they're always reaching out. Uh, you know, we get, the, we get surrounded by so many amazing resources and um, there's so much knowledge. So really at any time, you know, we can reach out to them and they're willing to do whatever and help us out, which is amazing.
0: Yeah. And and so a lot of other people that are probably listening now, um, you know, I'm assuming there's probably lots of girls, uh, young girls that are listening and, um, um, it, you know, things can be a little bit tough right now because uh, they may have thought that, uh, uh, I know there's lots of people that are, okay, I was going to graduate and here's what's going to, what was going to happen and they had in their head what that was going to going to look like and it's going to look different now. So, um, so from your end, do you have any advice to somebody that's, that's kind of thinking, okay, I, I have my goals and, and things change or, you know, I maybe don't meet something and have to change them. You know, from your experience, what, what would you say to somebody like that, that's having to go through that?
1: yeah i think just with what we're going through right now i think the most important thing is you know everyone just keeps working hard and um you know with this time off really use it to your advantage you know to you know get stronger and um you know even improve on things that um you know you needed to improve on throughout the season and not only that i think this is a time to you know connect with people connect with family and connect with friends and um, I think, you know, we're just in a really, really unique spot right now, because no one really knows what's going to happen, um, when this is going to be over, etc. So I think yeah. the most important thing is uh, that you just keep working hard. And, um, you know, I, I do believe that there's a plan for everyone and everything happens for a reason. So I think that uh, if you work hard, uh, good things will happen.
0: Now one of the things that I did hear is that um I think in on your current team right now that you would have been so let's say you were playing I guess it would be over now or just about over if if not over um you would have been I think playing on a line with Marie Philippe Polan. am I right about that that I think you were going to be
1: Uh I wasn't I'm, we weren't really sure about lines, but um yeah we didn't really get get that far because obviously oh, our list yeah. got canceled but Yeah. I'm not really sure who I'd be playing with, but that'd be, that'd be pretty awesome. Like,
0: yeah, I would say like, how is that when you're on a team like that, there would be, you know, some people that are, are truly like at that stage where they're kind of legendary in Canada because of other Olympics and things like that is how, how is that to know that, you know, if, if, it's your kind of first time on that that team truly and and let's say you go to the olympics that way and uh um and you're playing beside somebody that has that how do you how do you kind of keep that in check for yourself too because you know it's it's gotta you gotta be also kind of looking and think wow this is really you know pretty pretty cool but at the same time it's probably a little uh, strange to have that happening to you
1: yeah i think the beginning of the year this year actually we were playing in pittsburgh and um, I got the chance to play with Mary Flip Poulin. I was playing on yeah. the wing with uh, her and Emily Clark, yeah. um, two amazing players. And um, I actually got the chance to play with Poulin my first year at BU. She was a senior and I was a freshman. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so she, she made my time at BU, you know, coming in as a freshman, it's overwhelming, you know, you're moving away from home, things like that. Yeah. Um. I think she helped me out a lot and she's definitely someone I really looked up, look up to and, Um, So to be able to play with her in that one tournament was awesome. And uh, obviously, you know, you you get kind of nervous on the ice. You you want to make sure that uh, you do extra well when you're playing with someone like that with such high talent. So um, it was awesome.
0: Yeah, very cool. All right. Um, so the, the thing that we ask every guest is um, a different kind of version of this, but we ask for them to kind of give a couple of things that somebody listening um, would be able to do. So we're, we'll, we'll kind of talk about it being that uh, there's somebody who's listening right now that's trying to figure out um, how do I kind of keep my um, keep myself focused at the same time as being kind of really balanced? Um, because, you know, you talked about it's a good time to be able to connect with family because you are there and, and really don't have that same kind of time. The other mm-hmm. side would be how do you keep yourself focused on, you know, for you athletics, things like that. Would you say, what would be a couple of things that somebody listening could do um, today or tomorrow to just kind of keep themselves moving from that standpoint?
1: I think one big thing, uh, for me is like just routine. Um, I think, you know, obviously now with no schedule for all, yeah. <laughs> everyone out there, uh, I think a big thing would be just routine, like making sure that, you know, each day you have something that, um, kind of like a schedule. I know for me making sure that every day, usually at the gym, we'll, we wake up around eight. So making sure I don't sleep until like 12. So that when <laughs> we get back to you know normal life, things are in routine. And Um, It's not like a wake-up call for your body or anything like that. So um, definitely having a schedule, I think, is super important. And um, I think another good thing, another good, you know, word of advice I have for people is, um, well, everything that's going on right now, just, you know, maybe setting some goals. You know, what will I get out of this, um, you know, time away from training and hockey, Uh, whether that's, you know, like I said, connecting with family. Um, I think for me, I've actually tried to connect with, you know, friends, university teammates. Um, we've you know, tried to arrange some zoom calls, um, little fun things like that. I think a couple of me and my teammates a week ago, we had a baking competition. So that was awesome. You know, doing different things, you know, stepping aside from training and just getting your mind in different spots. Like, um, we're going to do, we're going to do another cooking competition. We did a baking competition. So fun things like that. And, um, I know for some students, maybe if they're, you know, continuing their studies, uh, while still training, I catch up on all those studies. Do whatever you have to do, applications, etc., things like that. Um, and then, like I said, most important thing I would say is you know set a couple goals for what you want to achieve or accomplish uh, while you're you know in quarantine or while you're away from training.
0: Yeah, it, in some ways, it's a it's an opportunity because you've got that time that, you know, people just don't have anymore. So it's, uh, yeah, it, if you take a look at it, and be uh, intentional about it, you might actually be able to come, come out ahead by being having that extra time.
1: Yeah, I like to say, like, when in your life, it's kind of like we're in a movie. It's like, when in your yeah. life will everyone be in the exact same spot, uh, forced, you know, to stay at home? So I I say hopefully, not friends, <laughs> hopefully not
0: often. Hopefully not right? often.
1: So yeah. I say to my friends I'm like you know this is just an opportunity for all of us to really come together and connect and um like I said you know um thank also thank the people that are you know on the front lines for us fighting every single day and yeah. um you know we we're really appreciative of all those people and um just little things like that I think uh goes a long way.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Well, th- thanks for taking the time, Victoria. We really appreciate it. Um, being able to kind of hear from you at a time when, uh, you know, it's a it's a little bit different for everybody. It's kind of cool that we can kind of hear wh- how you're dealing with that and uh, and some of your advice around it. So really appreciate it. And, and one thing is anybody who's listening, um, if, uh, if they go to connect with you or anything, is there anything uh, they can follow or how would they go about doing that?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so you can either follow me on any type of social media platform. It's the same for, my Instagram, Twitter, uh, it's at the box. So that's V E E B A C H twenty one.
0: Awesome. Okay. Well, I'm sure they'll want to do that and, uh, and follow your career over the next little while. Cause uh, if you haven't had the opportunity to, uh, to see uh, see, then make sure that you do that to make sure that you connect in there. Cause she's uh, she's going to be a, a big player over the next little while. So, um, so again, thanks. And, and anybody Thank who so is no problem. And and uh, anyone who's kind of sitting there trying to think through some of this stuff that um, that Victoria was just talking about um, there is on our website, um, a, uh, form that you might be able to use. You can do it online or you can do it wherever you'd like. Um, and it just kind of breaks down setting goals for family and health and then also business if you're into business and, and things like that as well. So, um, so you just go on to www big Um, and you can pull that up. It's free. Just, going to take it and use it and, and we did it at the start of the year because that was kind of when everybody wanted to set their goals for 2020. For a lot of people that's completely shifted now and so this is a good time to sit down and, and kind of rethink it or think it for the first time. So, uh, uh, so thanks very much. The other thing is if you uh, haven't subscribed to the podcast, uh, make sure you hit subscribe on there. We have fantastic guests um, every week. And, uh, if you look back, we've, we've, uh, got some really cool back episodes too, that you can take a look at. Um, there's everybody from Joe DeSina who runs uh, Spartan. He's doing lots of cool stuff online right now too. Um, and, uh, you've got, uh, Heather Monahan who is, uh, again, a, a, a big, uh, she has her own podcast as well, confidence creator and, uh, has been on Gary Vee and a whole bunch of other things. She's, uh, she's fantastic as well. So lots of great people to, to listen to. Um, and again... Thanks for listening and uh, we'll uh, talk to everybody again on Big Idea, Big News.